Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Carla Jackson, who is the founder of the Red Letter Awards. Welcome to Destiny Moments, Carla. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Well, we know that God has a plan and a purpose and a destiny for our lives. We know that his word is uh, powerful. And I love to read the red letters in the Bible. Talk to me about that and how you come to be the founder of this Red Letter Awards. Well, ah, man, that was a hard one because God had spoke to me and he wanted me, first of all, he took me to watch different award shows. And he said, okay, let's watch the Stella Awards. Um, And I did. And he said, now close your eyes. And I closed my eyes. He says, now see it through my vision. And when I opened my eyes, tears was rolling because I realized that it was only one color and God is not a man of color. And I'm like, oh, we did not do right by that one. Then he took me to another award show and it was the opposite. It was all white. Then another one is all one nomination. I'm like, Lord, what has happened to us? And he said, like anything else, we got into a pigeonhole and we stayed there. And I said, I need you to bring us together. I'm like, uh, who are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, you know, I don't want it. He goes, why not? I said, because I have seen how the church has hurt people and I want nothing to do with it. It's exactly what I said. I said, it has blown my mind because when I left the church at 18, I loved it. But I wanted to see what the opposite was like. I wanted to see what Satan was like. I wanted to see what they were doing. I knew what God was doing because he has been in my life from the very beginning. So I already knew. Now I want to see what the opposite was like. And so I left. But baby, when I came back, I had no idea the church had left me. The church was no longer the church that I recognized. And it was shocking to me. I mean, shocking. And I was like, oh, man, what happened to the church? I wish someone can explain it. The best way I can explain it is that society changed the church. Um, The world changed the church. You have very few churches that are actually doing and saying and representing the word. Oh, they're saying the word, but they're not representing the word. And that's a big difference. And so he says, I need you to do the red letters. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not doing this. This is a, no, we don't want to do anything with these people. These people are crazy. I'd rather do this. I'd rather work with Satan than to work with Christians because they're just, no, uh uh-uh, we ain't doing this. And then he says, really? So three days straight, I couldn't sleep. And I, I said, okay, if I wake up the next morning, you let me sleep. And if this is available.com, I'll start it. Woke up the next morning. Guess what's there? Red Letter Awards. I'm like, that's impossible. Surely someone had taken that. Okay. So that's how it started. And I went, Lord, what do you want from me? And then someone asked me, who's been in the church 35 years, what does Red Letter mean? And I was literally shocked. I said, have you never opened your Bible? Not once. 
You're 45 years old, and you're telling me that you never opened your Bible, and you have no idea what the red letters are. Wow. I can see how Satan is winning. I said, it's the word of God. It's Jesus speaking directly to you. And she goes, oh, that's what it means. And so I represent that. You see, that's why I have the Red Letter Awards, because everything up there I searched for. I can't even tell you half the people um, how I met them. I can't tell you because I really don't know. It's the same thing when God told me to look at something. He goes, go here and look. I look and I found you. And I looked at the book. I'm like, I got to nominate that book. And I, and you, everyone needs to go up to the website, redletterwards.com. Go to authors. Amazing, amazing authors that no one knows about because they're not popular. The subject's not popular. Well, you know what? Jesus ain't popular either, but look what he done. Twelve disciples ruled the world. Come on, people. We can do better than this. But have we? No. We dropped the ball. Here we go again. So when I started looking at what God wants, he says, when people get to heaven, your color is not going to matter. You being a male or female is not going to matter. Your heart is what matters. Not your deeds, not your works, your heart. How many times did God talk about the heart? How many times did they use the heart in the Bible? That's how important your heart is. Not your deeds, not your works, your heart. Because out of your mouth is what you are. So if you say these things, guess what's in your heart? Those things. That's why it's important. So when God started me down this road, of course I resisted. But then I gave in because my heart knew the truth. And my heart needed to be restored. And as I kept going forward and forward, and I kept seeing these amazing people that I've met, especially in the, the categories of faith, amazing stories of just the will of God in these people's lives. I mean, it is amazing. And i like, Lord, why are they not categories of faith out there? And he says, waiting for you. Okay, then that's what we're going to do. And that's really how it started, just following him. And so did everyone know, no, I'm not rich. No, I'm not famous. I am a nobody. I gave up an apartment to live in a room because I wanted to follow Jesus. That's how, that's how I live. Everything that was created that you've seen is out of a room. Most of it was out of my car. Yeah, you heard me, out of my car. Because I wanted God's word. I wanted God's people to get the life. And for three years, my picture was never shown. Because I didn't want you or anyone to give me the glory. Because all the glory belongs to him. I'm just a vessel that he chose to use. And this year, for the first time in a long time, I've got some people that's willing to help me for the first time. And one of those person is my host. That is uh, Pastor Ben Graham. And I am thankful for him. 
because him and a couple of his church uh, secretary, Tammy, and I got another pastor, uh, Adam and Vernon, and just miraculous people of God in Tennessee that has just shown me their heart. And I pounded the dirt in California for three years. Man, I sent emails to 1,200 churches in California, and I didn't get one response, not even the church I belong to. That should tell you how the church is. Because, see, I didn't have a name. I wasn't, I, I didn't have finance. I didn't have money. I was a nobody, so they didn't recognize me. They just recognized me as a nobody. And that's a mistake a lot of people make because you never know who you may be entertaining. You get it, sis? I do. It's interesting that you say that. Excuse me. I had someone say recently, she said, I am, I treat everyone well because you never know when you're entertaining an angel. That's what God tells us in his word, isn't it? It is. But the fact is the church don't. And that's why you have a lot of church hurt. You know, and so I get people all the time ask me, well, how do you do this? I said, I can't tell you. Only thing I can show you is God. He tells me where to go. He tells me the people. He tells me this. He tells me that. That's the only thing I tell people. I don't even know how I met Ben Graham. I couldn't tell you because <laughs> I don't remember. I can't tell you how I met Pastor Adam. His his documentary on fentanyl, let me tell you, was earth shattering. Amazing. You know, these amazing women of God, they were out there serving, serving. And I want everyone to understand, please go to the website, because in July, you're going to get a chance to vote on everything. And I, I challenge you to go and read. I challenge you to hear their stories of an overcomer, hear their stories of a walk of faith, hear their stories. Watch some of those movies. See, Christians don't get enough money to make movies, so we make the movies the best way we can. But here is the shocker. There's over 2 billion Christians, 2 billion, and yet we can't manage to put money in the Christian's films. If every Christian today stop going to the movies, stop giving money to everything, you'll put a stop to it. But you won't because you don't have faith in the God that I serve. You think all the movies will be the same. Let me tell you, there are Christian movies that you have not seen yet or heard yet that want to get out there but don't have the funding. You got amazing actors and actresses who are just simply amazing. But they're not willing to do what the world actors and actresses will do. Because they have faith. And that's the difference. Well, I want to back up a little bit. You talked about church hurt. Now, I know that that is an issue everywhere, as we discussed earlier. There's a lot of people that don't go to church because they've been hurt. They've been hurt um, deeply. And yet God tells us in his word that he uses all things. He he uses all things in our life. So even that hurt, um, he will bring good from it. Once a month, 
the church get together and have dinner. I miss that. I miss that. Here's another thing. What is the church doing to those who don't have a home, who are out there homeless, children that are kicked out at 18? Where do they go for the holiday? The church is taking care of them. Church is supposed to be taking care of the elders. Church is supposed to be taking care of the veteran. Church ain't doing nothing but holding up a wall. We are the church. We are. And so that's why I couldn't send these people. And over the years, 16 years at this job, I can probably say if I started a church, I would probably have at least 600 members. That's how many people had asked me what church I go to. Well, I want to back up a little bit more and ask you about the uh, movies that has been nominated. You've talked about authors that's been nominated. Tell me, um, what can people expect? When is this event? Um, How do they get tickets? How much are the tickets? Give us all that information. Okay, the movies, some of the movies and life stories that will change your heart. Um, God, it makes me cry on some of them. Documentaries that make you cry. Um, There are 13 movies up there. And they all are great selections, different ones. Yes, you'll see the Jesus Revolution. Yes, you'll see that. But then you're going to see something called, and this is going to, God's not here. Amazing. Amazing. You know, then you'll see something like running the bases. But then on the other hand, you will see the pursuit of freedom. Make you want to cry. True story. So see, there's different movies. And to me, they're all the same, no matter how much money one makes or don't make. Devotion was another good one. I don't, it was family friendly. But man, you know God was all over that, even though they didn't mention him a couple of times. That's the difference. And I want people to understand that. There's another one in the TV series, I put Cricket Dance. It's no way that a friendship could be that way during slavery without God. I worship that type of friendship. It is amazing, people. We have forgotten romance as Christians. And that's one thing I can't wait to make as a romance movie. I can't wait to make movies that are closer to God's heart. And this is what we are trying to do. So you asked about the date. The date is September the 16th. It's a Saturday at 6 p.m. Where is it going to be? The Capitol Theater in Tennessee. Tickets are on the website. It's You know, you can go to Eventbrite, but it's on the website. It'll take you straight to it. Uh, you can go to redletterawards.com. Uh, you can also go to the Facebook. It's there. Go up and like Facebook. I'm trying to get churches right now to have church parties at their house, at their churches, so churches can get involved and have a Instead of celebrating the Emmys and the Grammys and all this, let's celebrate Red Letter at the church. Let's do that. Let's do something that's for God. You have a diversity there. You have from all different um, avenues and genes. Um, you've got quite a quite a selection there. Um, 
anything else you want to say? I want to ask you, I I guess maybe you had told me, but I had forgotten about your mom died when you were born. How did that, um, did you, how did that impact you, Carla? Well, she died um, having me. It was a choice. And uh, she chose to give me life. And that's what I live. Um, it affected me. And a lot of people are not going to understand this. Because as I grew up, I felt abandoned. <laughs> Imagine that. Woman gave me life. I felt abandoned. And the reason why is because what a life difference it would have been if both would have lived. And that's a part that the devil plays. The devil plays that part in your heart to make you feel like what you missed. But I had a grandmother <laughs> who was amazing, who stepped in and kicked butt. But still, it was a heart that was missing because I never knew her. I didn't know anything about her. And that was still hard for me. And still today, I don't know that much about her because she was so young when she passed. And it is very difficult because on my birthday, she died. So in the mornings when I wake up, I don't feel like celebrating. And then in the afternoon, I do. That's how I remember her. Wow. She was she was amazing kid. And I mean kid, folks. She was 16 when she died. Wow. A 16-year-old girl made a choice. And she must have known. Because guess what she did? She made me close. She had an account set up. She did everything for a little child that a grown person would have done. And she named me. She left nothing to chance. So I'm honored the fact that she chose life. But a part of me felt abandoned. And I had to get rid of that part. That's how Satan will try to come in and say something different. But you have to know, at 16, she had other choices. But she chose to give me life instead. Wow. Wow. That's a movie in itself, Carla. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, God is amazing. And he truly is. And I, I want to share this to everyone so you understand why I'm doing this for the veterans. I'm a burnt survivor. I was severely burned. My skin fell off, third degree. But you got to realize, being burned, and I want everyone to hear that the rate of suicide is 60% first attempt for girls. They would rather kill themselves than live with being burned. Wow. It's an easy escape. It truly is. And it made it difficult. And I'm not going to lie to you. It made it difficult. A lot of people see my burns before they see me. But I tell you the difference. When I went to Europe, I kept going over to the guy. See, I'm burned. See, I'm burned. See, I'm burned. They go, that's an American thing. We don't care about those things. What? What do you mean you don't care? They go, we don't care about what's on your skin. We care about what's in your heart. That changed my whole life. It changed my perspective on how I looked at men. 
mm. and how I carry myself. And that's, that's again, goes back, you know, all goes back into the red letter, right? you know, you know, and that's why I say I want people to focus because the music is amazing. The authors are amazing. The documentaries are amazing. You have so many categories to look at, you know, the categories of faith. Oh my God. Look at some of the, the people, read their stories. Honestly, read them. It will oh. make you cry. And there's a reason. But we are going to celebrate, not like the world, but like God celebrated, blowing the shafar, singing, dancing, worshiping God. That's what love is about. It's about the revival of the heart. It's about Christians coming together as one, supporting each other like we should. Yes, definitely. Yes. Well, on that note, I want to ask you um, to give the information one more time about the Red Letter Awards and where they can look up the information. And then would you take a few moments and pray for our listeners? Yes, the redletterawards.com. That's where you can get all the information, tickets and everything. September the 16th. Remember, it's a small theater, so get your tickets now. Once it's gone, can't do anything about it. Uh, At 6 p.m., it is a Saturday in Lebanon, Tennessee at the Capitol Theater. That's where it's going to be held. However, it will be for those who are far, far away. Ask your church to hold a, uh, uh, a party for the red letter at their church. Ask them to do that. And then you'll be able to stream it live and watch it. This is what I really want the church to be a participant in. Get your church involved. Help us celebrate. Help us worship. Let us do this for the young because we need to give them a life. They don't have to go to Hollywood and take off their clothes. They can become stay a Christian, keep your clothes on, be a, 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 a wonderful actor and actresses. They can still have their moral code and be an actor or a singer. You don't have to sell your soul. You should be sold out to Jesus instead. For the listeners, Heavenly Father, thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you for blessing me with this opportunity. Thank you for waking me up and starting me on my way. Thank you for everyone who is listening, Father. Let them have ears to hear, Father. Let them have ears to hear. Thank you for what you're about to do in everybody's life at this moment. Father, I know that you can make a way out of no way. I ask that you cleanse, purify, heal, and uplift every single person. May the blood of Jesus run down from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, cleansing the inside out, Father. I ask that whatever the need is that you meet their need, Father, because you're the only person that I know that can. You are Jaira. You are Salome. You are Rapha. You are more than that. You are Abba. You are our Father. And I thank you, Father. We thank you. Father, I ask that anyone's in need, anyone that's in need, may they find a place to go. And if they can't find a place, Father, let them cry out to you and you will meet their need where they are at. You said, Father, Deuteronomy 28, my favorite. Oh, my favorite. Bless coming in, bless going out. You can do that. 
But the main thing I love more than anything else is this prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many times have you prayed that? How many times have you gone to sleep with it? How many times have you murmured it? Get it out and keep saying it and pull on, put on the full armor of God and be a soldier for Christ today. He's calling you. Hear his name. Hear him. He's calling you. He knows you. He knows the trouble you're in. He knows everything about you. And he's offering to take it away. He's the true salvation. He is the true light. There is nothing that my father cannot do. There's nothing that my savior cannot do. He is the king of kings and lords of lords, and he is waiting for you. His arms are open and wide, and he's waiting for you to come in. And me and my sister, we pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints say, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Carla. And thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.